the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. You know, if you saw the movie The Darkest Hour with Winston Churchill, about Winston Churchill, you didn't really realize how how much trouble England was in with the Nazis. I mean, I have always known it was bad. I didn't realize it was days before a collapse. And the British people stood and they stood their ground and they, they didn't act like the French who just kind of ran away. They stood against all odds. And in 1942, things started to really turn around and the British routed Rommel's forces in North Africa, drove the Nazis out of Egypt. And it was a huge turning point. But it was nowhere even close to the, the end. The darkest days were still ahead. And Winston Churchill stood in, in front of colleagues at, at London's mansion house and he talked about the rat or the route, and he broke the news to the uh, British people, and he said this: "Ah, this is not the end. Uh, it is not even the beginning of the end, uh, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning. <laughs> the end of the beginning." I want to talk to you about the end of the beginning here. We have always found a way to, to butcher each other. We've always found a way to devalue people. We talk about the sins of America all the time. African Americans enslaved, the Chinese, the Irish. If you're different... It's, but it's not an American thing. It's, it's a human thing. It happens all the time. And the more, the more we make it into stories just to get each other elected or get somebody to lose, or quite frankly, as Hillary Clinton did in India yesterday in a shameful way, calling Americans racist and sexist, the more we... The more we try to make this into a tool instead of something that we should learn from. We're going to continue to slide down a hill. In 1973, Supreme Court made the devaluation of human life a protected law. The beginning of the end of life. Roe versus Wade. Most people see the legalization of abortion as the ultimate end game, but it really isn't. One side sees it as a huge victory. The other side says it's a huge defeat, but it is really, it is only act two out of a three act play. Act one saw the rise of the eugenicists after the turn of the century. And those eugenicists were here in America. We taught, we taught Germany after Germany taught us. They taught us about better living through science. And then we taught them about sterilization. We taught them about let's get rid of let's get rid of the undesirables. That is the real birth of Planned Parenthood. In fact, it was the West. It was George Bernard Shaw 
that was the one who came up with the idea of the gas chamber. You know, a humane way to rid yourself of undesirables. The audio of George Bernard Shaw, the beloved playwright. He spoke and said, I just, I think we should line people up and ask them, can you explain and justify yourself? But there are an extraordinary number of people whom I want to kill. Not in any unkind or personal spirit, but it must be evident to all of you. You must all know half a dozen people at least who are no use in this world, who are more trouble than they are worth. And uh, I think it would be a good thing to uh, make everybody come before a properly appointed board, just as he might come before the income tax commissioners, and say every five years or every seven years, just put him there and say, sir or madam, now will you be kind enough to justify your existence? If you can't justify your existence, if you're not pulling your weight in the social boat, if you're not producing as much as you consume, or perhaps a little more, then uh, clearly uh, we cannot use the big organization of our society uh, for the purpose of keeping you alive. How is George Bernard Shaw still a hero in this world? I know at least half a dozen people that we ought to kill. He's not joking. He's serious. It, it was this group of people that Margaret Sanger was with. And Margaret Sanger that saw sterilization and abortion as a way to achieve a master race. Now, that's what the Nazis did. But we've changed the, the word murder now in America to choice. I read an op-ed in the Washington Post over the weekend, and it just won't leave me alone. Margaret Sanger led her crusade on what she called, quote, the rising stream of the unfit. Now, who was unfit? Well, many times that was meant as the African-Americans. She was a horrible, horrible racist. 79% of Planned Parenthood's abortion clinics now are in black or Hispanic communities. 36% of all abortions in the U.S. were performed on African-Americans, and yet they only make up 13% of the population. It's worse with Hispanics. 21% of all abortions are performed on Hispanics, and they only make up 7% of the population. If Margaret Sanger were alive today, she would cheer at this. But it wasn't just immigrants. It wasn't just people who weren't white. It was also, and I quote, the feeble-minded idiots and morons. Surely you know half a dozen feeble-minded or idiots or morons. So in the Washington Post article over the weekend, one of the editors admitted that people with Down syndrome live happy and fulfilled lives. 
But four paragraphs later, she says, most children with Down syndrome have mild to moderate cognitive impairment. Down syndrome is a life-altering situation for the entire family. It's limited capacity for independent living and financial security. So if I can translate, someone with Down syndrome is a burden on the wallet. Somebody who is consuming more than they can make or perhaps a little less. And the new shocking justification for murder is the expense on the family and the government is caused to end the life. This is breaking out all over the world. Last night on television, I, I showed you just a horrific television scene that is brand new that came out from the Dutch, Dutch National Institute for Public Health. And they're explaining to a man with Down syndrome how much he costs society. And he is comprehending, but I don't know if he's comprehending that they're talking about, you should be liquidated. And he says, I, I didn't realize I was costing so much money. Then they ask the expert, who else is a drain on society like him? With him standing there. Well, the elderly. This is the same argument that is made by Ruth Marcus in the Post. North Dakota, Ohio, Indiana, Louisiana, and Utah have proposed legislation to stop Down syndrome abortions. But legal groups are already gearing up to invoke Roe versus Wade and crush it, and they'll be able to do it. Does life have any value? When life has no value, it's more than just the unborn that become expendable. And who are we going to wipe out next? By the way, they're saying that they're going to, they're going to cure Down syndrome. No, you're not curing it. You're just killing all of them. Hitler didn't, wasn't curing Judaism he was killing all of the Jews. Who should we go next? How about, how about the autistic? How about the autistic? Who's next on our list? How about those, how about those who are, you know, we just talked about this just the other day that maybe Christians should start really taking something on and maybe we should, we should go in and become foster parents. All of us as Christians, we should, all churches should start to really push being a foster parent because there are all these kids in foster parent, uh, waiting for foster parents and aren't getting homes, so they're in the group homes and if they grow up without a good foster parent, they're, they're destined for a life of crime. Why don't we just kill all of them? I want to play Frank Stevens. He has Down syndrome. He lectures at universities. He's spoken at the White House. And this is audio of him speaking in front of Congress about the value of his life. Listen. And members 
of the the of the of the committee. Just so there 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 is no confusion. Let me say that I, I am not a a a, a research scientist. <laughs> However, no one knows more about life with Down syndrome than than, than I do. Whatever, whatever you learn today, please remember this. I am a man with Down syndrome, and my life is worth living. Forget the part of my life is worth living. What he uttered were the same words that Martin Luther King uttered the same exact words that broke the back of slavery. I am a man. You know, the Germans started executing those with Down syndrome in 1939. Hitler made a case that it was compassionate. And he executed the first baby that was born deformed in 1939. And then they marched into Poland and he used that as the time to exterminate all the undesirables. And so he did. He started a program and it was in the hospitals, but the people of Germany, the same people that voted for Adolf Hitler, found it so offensive that they rose up in 1941 and caused the government to claim at least that they would not do it anymore because they found it abhorrent. At least the Nazis were trying their evil scheme to make a master race. We're just aborting kids because it's going to be hard. That's the thing. I didn't want that as a parent. I wanted something fun. I wanted something easier than that. It's going to be hard. I think if we let this stand, we are on the road of outdoing even those who voted for Adolf Hitler. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.